Tell me a story. Still, you're 14, kiddo. Yeah, but that's an even better reason. You're stalling like a champion. But you know you kind of want to. Yeah, you're right. I guess we only do this for so long. What story? We're going to Narnia? Hogwarts? Ancient Greece? No, something new. Oh, so you're going to be difficult about this too, huh? I'm not trying to be, but we've talked about witchy things, so maybe a story with that? Just any story, but a new one that would help you with witchcraft. Yeah, like a story about the moon or something. Hmm. You know, actually, that's not a bad idea. I mean, there's a million lunar goddesses. And I know you're hardcore on Artemis these days. But I'm going to tell you one you may not have heard. Okay. I've got this. So, once upon a time, in the kingdom of heaven, loomed a magnificent palace full of lush gardens, overflowing fountains, and gentle music always floating through the clouds. The walls and stairs were carved in jade. And in this kingdom lived a beautiful young woman. She loved to dance and play among the immortals and fairies. But one day, as she danced, she bumped into a table and accidentally broke a vase. But this was no ordinary vase. It was precious and dear to the Jade Emperor, and furious he banished the girl to live among the mortals. She could only return when she had contributed a valuable service to the human realm. The Jade Emperor sent her to Earth, transformed into a poor young farmer girl, there, in the village, she would meet a young archer from another village, and they would become the best of friends. It's a pleasure to meet you, my lord. I'm Chang'e. The pleasure is mine. I'm Ho Yi. Welcome back, Wayward Ones, to the next chapter in our patron deity series. The point of this series is to introduce a variety of deities from pantheons all over the world and share a little about their stories and how you can involve them in your everyday practice. See if one speaks to you. And if they don't, well, we can promise we're having way too much fun putting these episodes together, so they'll still be fun for you. Last week, we went to ancient Egypt to explore the feline goddess herself, Bast. This week, we'll be traveling through dense forests, ancient mountains, and the historic Great Wall. Think flowing rivers, fields of rice, and the looming presence of Mount Everest on the horizon. That's right, we're headed to China and getting into the great lunar goddess Chang'e. As always, there's several versions of the story you're about to hear. We went with one we thought would fit best here with us today. Welcome to the Witching Hour.
Thousands of years ago, on one very odd sort of day, the strangest phenomenon occurred, and ten suns rose that morning instead of just one. Their overwhelming heat scorched the earth, killing off all the plants and animals. The earth was withering away, and the people cried for salvation, but the heavens could made them. The great archer, Hu Yi, who introduced himself earlier, raised his great bow and shot down nine of the suns from the sky, saving the earth. The Jade Emperor, emperor of all the earth and skies, wanted to reward him for his courageous deed and made him king. So, of course, like any great love story, our courageous hero marries the poor farm girl, Chonga. And the idea is to live happily ever after, right? Well, the Jade Emperor actually gave Hu Yi an elixir of everlasting immortality as a reward, too. But he loved his wife too much to bear the idea of eternity without her. And so he hid it away. Hu Yi was pretty legendary at this point. I mean, he shot the freaking suns out of the sky and was king now, so... Potty alert! But he was also sought out for his great wisdom as a teacher... He had many students and was revered far and wide, so everything looks great on paper, right? Mm, not so much. Stupid jerkface, know-it-all king. How wise can he actually be? You could have a million wives. Why not take the elixir? If he won't take it, why can't I? Hey, honey. I'm going hunting with the guys. Don't wait up, okay? Okay, be safe. Love you. Love you, too. With Ho Yi out of the palace, I could probably sneak out and catch a no performance at the theater. It's True Crime Tuesday. What the hell? Do, do we not have guards? I know you have it. Give it to me, Changa. I am not playing. What are you talking about? The elixir. The elixir of immortality. Where is it? Oh, no. If he finds it, we're going to be in a world of shit. I have to take it. I can't risk it. Oh no, Ho oh, Yi's gonna be so mad at me. So yeah, Homegirl took the elixir to keep it safe from Fang Ming and his absolute insanity. And Fang Ming got super pissed and went after her, and in her attempt to escape, she jumped out of the palace window. But she didn't fall, she floated higher and higher until she came to settle upon the moon. When Hu Yi returns, he's utterly devastated. No! And he builds an altar to her, which he constantly adorns with flowers and cake. So that's one version of the story. In another version, Hu Yi is not so forgiving of Chonga taking the elixir. You did what? I'm gonna kill you! And Changa again jumps out of the window and floats away. But in this version, Huyi chases after her and attempts to shoot her down from the sky when he's interceded by a hare. Like a rabbit? And this hare is not having it. Stop. This was no ordinary hare. Sometimes it's a golden one, sometimes it's jade, but it was definitely enough to stop Huyi in his tracks. Let her be. She can't come back to Earth, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. What are you gonna do about it? You can't stop me. I will bite your ankles. Try me. I have very sharp teeth. 
That is terrifying. And don't you love her? Aren't you going to miss her? I just told you she can't come back. Oh no! You're right! I was so mad I totally forgot. What am I gonna do? Changa! Too late though, cause now Changa is living on the moon. Maybe if you hadn't had chased her out a window. But that's besides the point. Changa is often depicted with a hare as her companion, so that's why I thought it was important to share the second story. But really, like any myth, there's so many versions. While Changa may be stranded on the moon forever, it's said every year on the 15th day of the 8th month of the lunar year, or August 15th, Changa comes to visit her husband on Earth when the moon is most full. Just for one day. Now in some legends, Huyi becomes the spirit of the sun when he passes and builds a beautiful palace up there. And this is the day he leaves his palace to join Changa on the moon. This is why it's supposedly the fullest and brightest moon of the year, the harvest moon, or simply the autumn equinox. It's also how Changa and Huyi have become the intertwined spirits we know today as yin and yang. The mid-autumn festival that honors Changa is a massive one. Besides the new year, I think it's the biggest celebration that they have. It started as a festival to celebrate the harvest of rice and weed and to give thanks, but even today, it's still a time to gather with friends and family and celebrate the moon. Really though, and most importantly, this festival celebrates that divine yin energy, the very universe's divine feminine force. Now there's a few ways they do that, and I think that learning those might help you with creating your own practice to Changa. So a big one is incense, and really it's common sense why. Think about the way that incense moves, how it catches on the wind and floats up, sometimes spinning with excitement or zigzagging with intention. One ritual suggestion I found while looking into Changa was to light incense and whisper your intentions into it while looking at the moon. The incense will carry your wishes and your intentions to Changa. Here's another one. Say, you're a kitchen witch. Mooncakes are a big thing with the Mid-Autumn Festival. Because Huyi left cakes on his altar trying to tempt Changa to come back, it's a tradition that they continued. In Chinese culture, a round shape symbolized unity and oneness. So passing around some mooncakes among family members during the Mid-Autumn Festival was supposed to signify the completeness and reunion of families. So make your own mooncakes. You can do a favorite cake, maybe a recipe you wanted to try, something that makes you think, ooh, mooncake. <laughs> That's the nice part about witchcraft. You can follow your intuition on that. Like me? Ooh, I think like a lavender green tea cake. I'm a little optimistic that I could pull that off, but that says moon festival to me. Have a cute little happy hour with girlfriends, cocktails and cupcakes, or ooh, a tea party with the littles if you have to be a bit more responsible. But that is a dope tradition I'd love to try out to honor Changa. So you know that scene in the Disney movie Tangled with all the floating lanterns? Looks totally gorgeous. That's a real thing they do to honor Changa. I wish I could try this out, but I live in a freaking desert of a state that tends to catch fire a little too easily, so I cannot. But these lanterns are supposed to be symbolic of lighting a path to good fortune. You could write wishes on your lantern and send them up to the moon. So as much as the Mid-Autumn Festival is a lunar festival, it's also the Lantern Festival. You could add a little lantern and a jade hair to your altar to call the Changa. I did find a couple of different rituals for Changa that all followed the same idea and just made sense. 
So I'm going to sum them up for you. And if you want to try incorporating the goddess into your practice, take what you like and check out the rest. Just arrange an altar with either incense or a candle with whatever sigil or character you'd like to add. Add fresh flowers and cake to call Chonga to you. And then channel your energy. Gather all of that beautiful, divine, feminine energy inside of you and then pour it into a vessel. Now for a beauty spell, I've seen bottles of perfume used for this. You can dab a little of that on for some extra pep in your step. Or you could channel it into some moon water to use later into baths, potions, whatever it is that you use your moon water for. All you kitchen witches I was talking to earlier, try channeling that magic into some olive oil for your next big family feast. I mean, Chonga loves family. Chonga really is an underrated goddess, and I didn't find a ton of resources for using her in a craft practice. But I think that's kind of beautiful, you know? You can really create a unique relationship with her based off of education and intuition. A really personal, one-of-a-kind sort of relationship. And it never hurts to have a lunar goddess of beauty and fertility in your personal pantheon. If you're more of a lunar witch, try leaving an offering to Chonga at your next full moon ritual and see how it feels. She's supposed to be very loving. Maybe leave a lantern lit on a full moon on your altar and make a wish. I'm just saying, you never know who's listening. And speaking of listening, we are so, so grateful for all of you who keep tuning in and listening and learning and growing with us here at Housecraft, the Witching Hour. If you feel so inclined, please consider joining us on Patreon to help us keep going. A little bit goes such a long way for us. And be sure to check us out on Linktree at linktree.com backslash housecraftofficial to find all of our other podcasts, sign up for our free monthly newsletter, join our Patreon, and more. I want to give a special thank you to all of my lovely voice actors today. Kate Flower, Justin and Taylor Day, my daughter. <laughs> With an extra special thanks to the musical stylings of Fuzzy Bunny Fish Fry, who you can find on Facebook. I also want to take a minute to bring you another cool feature from our March newsletter. It may seem like a little thing, but our Mistress Kate, who came to play as the voice of Changa in today's episode, brings to you the word of the month. Arenda. Now, what does arenda mean? It's a noun that means a mystical force present in all people that empowers them to affect the world or to affect change in their own lives. Or, an extraordinary invisible power believed by the Iroquois Indians to pervade in varying degrees all animate and inanimate natural objects as a transmissible spiritual energy capable of being exerted according to the will of its possessor. So what does that mean for you, dear listener? It means that when they say to be the change you want to see in the world, it means to harness your inner arenda. Its origins mean a song of power. So chant, yell, or contrive mystical poetry and know that your arenda is working. Changing the world is only a matter of harnessing one's inner power. Know that inside lies all the force, ability, and magic to manifest anything. Spells aid the focus and process. Meditation trains the mind. And affirmations send out the frequency of our wants and wishes. Make sure they come from the arenda coalescing and growing in your very foundations. Like I said before, you can sign up for our newsletter and other cool articles, facts, and fun through linktree.com backslash housecraftofficial. 
Now, before we go, I have one more little surprise for you guys. As you know, we like to go on break over the summer, and the return of my favorite side project is coming back. And you guys know what time that means. Andrew Edward, we're here to help. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. We help wayward souls to find their way Through stories, songs, and games we play School's almost out, and you know what that means. Camp is almost back in session. Starting May 27th, Camp Counselor Mary McCobb is back at Camp Dreadwood. Strange things happen every day, and here at Camp Dreadwood, if I run out of bedtime stories, I'll just make one up. Sometimes they're based on true crime. Others are unsolved mysteries that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And once the kids are asleep, I'll give you the real scary details. Campfire stories are fun because they're fiction. But what if you knew that the things that go bump in the night and scratch at your cabin door were not only real, but trying to kill you? So grab your marshmallows, gather around the fire, and join me every Friday for a little dose of terror. See you at sundown. Don't go into the woods. Please make sure to check it out. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. Thanks for joining us today. Blessed be wayward ones. And I can't wait to see what deity waits for us next time on The Witching Hour.